good times, bad friends. So yeah. for me, the, the beauty of sports is for me is I don't want politics in sports. I don't want sad stories in sports. Sports are the two or three hours that anybody can have to block out the negative in their life and enjoy and have a safe space, right? All right, all right, all right. Well, here we go. Hey, hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Good Times, Bad Friends, and welcome. As always, thank you for listening. If you like our podcast and you want to continue listening, please subscribe and forward this to all your friends and family. I mean, guys, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for this because wherever you're listening, <clears throat> what time you're listening, what day you're listening, whether you're far enough ahead around the globe where it's Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, because we're, we're about to introduce everybody in the world to the sport that they need to fall in love with. A sport that I just fell in love with, contrary to popular belief, with all my gear that I have on. I mean, we we are all about talking about what the people love, but today we get to talk about what we love. So, Garrett, if you want to just kill this intro real quick, even though you are basically the star of the show today, we can we can kind of go on with the introduction. Dude, you're back. You're back, and it's just more beautiful than ever. I'm just saying, so, with that intro, we should have him as the new NHL commissioner because Gary Bettman could never do such a thing. Like could Mr. Never, Gary just did. Could never do something like that. Well, and, and it's good I'm that Garrett needs to y'all learn me something because I'm, I'm coming and in And for me, blind. Garrett's in the middle, which is perfect because Garrett's about to be in the middle of this crazy windstorm that's going to be Dalton and I, a.k.a. super fans. More importantly, me, because I just joined um, a team. We're going to learn a little bit about our new favorite sport. Um, if you guys don't know much about just about anybody that joins this podcast, um, you ask us, what, five years ago? We probably didn't even know that there was um, a professional hockey team anywhere in the United States of America. To be honest with you, I thought it was all in Canada. Um, grew up playing hey. everything but hockey, didn't know anything about hockey. And then all of a sudden, our friend Dalton here, who now has just become my enemy for the next hour, yeah. um, threw out an opportunity for me, which we will also talk about Dalton's wonderful opportunity to almost become a thousandaire, and he blew it because he's a freaking idiot. And he doesn't like to play the odds. Garrett will talk about that. Remind me. Um, that was upsetting. That's actually in my, my, my notes. Dalton actually mentioned <laughs> it. And he would not leave us alone about how entertaining this sport is. And then I turned it on, and I see these two guys fighting, fist fighting. And I'm like, holy cow, where are the refs? And the refs are just like, all right, they're just waiting on them. And then they hit the ice, and that's when they break it up. And I'm like, I'm in love. I'm watching it. Watched it the next day. Couldn't jump on a team that's been there forever. And, like, our good friend Colin, he jumped on with the Dallas Stars. who have been around since, like, 92 or 93. So that's not very fun. Uh, yeah, Dalton know. grandfathered in, but he didn't have enough – faith in his brand new team to bet on him so that's obviously stupid um so that only leaves one other super fan in this group who has been through thick and thin and about a year and three quarters of their team existing we will also get into that but i figured we could start it off with you know just explaining what in the world is hockey how does it work dalton once again my my, my arch nemesis we we have a we have a novice in the building that needs to know anything and everything so that when he watches a hockey game 
he feels like the play-by-play announcer just as good as Johnny Porcelain, which that's a Seattle Kraken guy, not a Las Vegas Golden Knights guy with significantly more experience than their play-by-play slap, that's for sure. But anyway, Garrett, do you have any questions before we get started, or you just want Dalton to jump in because I heard he had a lot of notes. Before we get started, yeah, before we get started, (laughs) in hockey you have plus one and dash. So when you're on the ice and you score, your team scores, you get plus one. That's what, Does that make sense? Like soccer. Don't, we're not talking about communist sports here, but yes. <laughs> they so do Mr. call them goals in both sports, though. Yeah. That's Mr. the original part. Mr. Mr. Brumfield was already dash one tonight because he said Las Vegas Golden Knights. They were just simply the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point that everybody, I'm sure, cares about in the room. Anyway, <laughs> continue. So... Mr. Garrett, what's your favorite sport that you can sit down on a any day and sit down and you watch all weekend long that you're like into into not just watching just because there's nothing else to do. There isn't one. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Uh, well, you've come to the right place. You've come to the yes, you have. To the, to because the that's actually right studio. that's actually good to know because me and Justin, our teams are in the National Hockey League. The, the premier league of hockey. There's a thing called the AHL that is in Cedar Park that the Dallas Stars have. Well, there's also the ECHL, which is below that. And they have, like, dollar beer anytime a player is in the penalty box, which is always. And that is in Allen, Texas, right down the road from me. That's so the that's the coolest thing about it. One of those games. It's like <laughs> – you want to be an Allen American. That's that's my solely my selling yeah. point for Garrett is that he will be the biggest Allen American fan just because dollar beer. Dollar um, beers. The one game I went to is a playoff game, and I can't remember. I think if any time the team scored, Allen scored, you went to section 105, and you got a free tequila shot. <laughs> Allen, Texas, baby. Word. Google. <laughs> find, me yeah. the, find me the closest game in Allen, so, Texas, please. So if you're wait, not wait, a big okay. sports person, I mean the atmosphere, like your boys would love it. The it's being amazing. at a game, it's empty. Like you can have a whole section to yourself, basically. Watch guys fight, and I mean it's sloppy hockey. They're in the minors for a reason. It's yeah. it's it's rough and tough. It's way tougher than the NHL because I mean it's. You looked at me wrong. I'm gonna beat your shit. Like it's brutal. Well, you Plus, see, you see the alcohol. You see, yes. Like you see most sports and the guys that go in the developmental league, like like a like a Ryan Merritt situation that tries to he gets drafted by the Cleveland Indians and they throw him down there and they say, Get ready, do things right, pay the price, do what you need to do, and then we'll call you up whenever you're ready. Well in hockey, it's like you have to do ridiculous things to stand out. Like if you're a stud, you're a stud. But you are expected as the new guy to basically do as many things wrong as possible to get in the penalty box to get in fights like you have to prove your loyalty to people at that level basically before they'll give you a chance at for the higher level so like skill is always something that they're going to be developing but you also have to have that aspect of are you a true teammate like if your buddy gets checked down there and you're not worried about it because you don't feel like you're a part of that team well then they won't respect you within the organization unless you like drop your gloves right there like that's like that's the biggest difference is if you're watching like a football game and your favorite player like like if like you go down and score and there's a flag. It's like holding 79. It's like that wasn't done to prove anything. Like you get pissed off. But in hockey, it's like expected that you have to do something at some point 
to get yourself in the penalty box, but you do it for like the so it's like reverse how how like I guess like the mistakes are rewarded, but I need I wouldn't even call them a mistake. Like it's no, just, it's just like entertainment and loyalty. There's the movie called The Goon, I believe, with uh, the guy from the American Pie movie, Stifler. If you watch that, there's actually players like that in real life where, can I score? No. Can I pass the puck? Hell no. But I know how to balance on two skates and beat the shit out of somebody. And guess what? You just earned your spot a fourth-line <laughs> role. Yeah, yeah. And if this guy touches my superstar, no ifs, ands, or buts. The the enforcer is on the ice, staring down the the guy, and it's you're dropping the gloves if you like it or not. Like you answer the bell. This isn't like, no, I'm not feeling like fighting. I'm gonna go hide. It's we're go, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's happening. Like it's a no. unwritten rule. You mess with my guy, I mess with you. Like it is a true protective position in the sport of hockey. Not every team has one, but the teams that do have one. Use are them. generally your best teams. Yes. I think I've, I've only watched two hockey games my entire life in person. I don't think I've ever watched that on TV. Both of them had all-out brawls. Like Justin yeah. was saying three or four is that dudes in it. when, when the, the linesman, like the hockey, what's so special is the fighting. Like every fan that doesn't know the sport likes it because there's fights. That's why I watched it when – I, before I was a big fan, the linesmen, the refs, they know when a fight's happening. There's nothing they can do. It's happening. No. There's there's been instances where like they I just, remember they the just Washington Capitals. The yeah, Washington yeah. Capitals versus the New York Rangers. Three weeks prior to this fight, the puck hasn't even the game hasn't started. The puck drops. All five of them grab each other and start beating the shit out of each other. The game just started. I love it. And like, because what happened? Three weeks prior, like it's just there's no nothing like it because like in football, Tom Brady gets hit, his lineman's supposed to protect him, but like is that really protection? Getting in the face mask of the other guy, no screaming, and they and they, no. and they they truly don't stick up for each other. Like that's a good thing, and we, and we'll we'll kind of pause because we'll we'll get to the environment. Like we'll talk about the structure first, but it's truly like a team sport. Like yeah, every celebration in hockey is just about the same. You'll see them do something by themselves, and they all come together. Or, like, if something happens and, like, the goalie in the sport of hockey is basically, like, even more sacred than, than getting your quarterback's head knocked off. Like, anybody that messes with the goalie, that is, that is an automatic. There, there is no, like, the worst teams in the league will have nobody step up. But basically anybody else that has any merit in the entire game of hockey, like, you mess with the goalie and that is the quickest way to the real game. Like, that is yeah. the quickest way to get thrown to the ground, to get gloves off, to get – five other dudes after you very quickly. Yeah, because it's so, not like foot like football, like what you have yeah. five running backs on the roster, like he goes down, he goes down. There's only yeah. two you can carry in hockey for goalies. And yeah. you mess up, you hurt one of them. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to answer the bell. And I I know Justin's seen it on his team. I've seen it multiple times that my goalie's been defended or the other team that we're playing against is getting protected. Like it's it's just an awesome sport. It is, and, and and I will I will never forget. I knew our season was going down the trash, which we'll talk about last year. But I, I'm not worried about that. I love to live in the present because it's a gift. You better take advantage of. It. But anyway, if I have to go back and talk about that, I knew we were in trouble last year when our goalie got basically sprayed. It's where like one of the guys is like skating to him, and then they go to the side and like spray all the ice, sprayed our dude right in the face. Nobody came to their rescue. 
And then we were playing because we were playing we were playing the Oilers, and at that point they were like one of the what best. What do you mean nobody came to his rescue? Like they came and they like they came and smoked. Or no, 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 like nobody came in and like did what they needed to do to that guy because that's basically a way of messing with the goalie with making yeah. it look like an accident. So nobody came okay. up and basically smoked that dude try to fight. Anyway, that's why I knew the season was over. And at that point, the Oilers were one of the best teams in the league. So then it got to the point where we were trying to score and we get the puck close and their guy pushes our guy into the goalie. And then all five of them attack our guy, even though it wasn't his fault. And I was like, yeah, okay. They're, they're one of the best teams in the league. We're one of the worst teams. Okay, so Dalton, I'll kind of give it like a little structure thing. And then you can kind of go in depth so that we can walk through. Because like the more I do learn about those affiliate leagues, you'll just have to kind of look that up on your own. And, and unless you kind of pick a team like me, I try to read about our AHL or I kind of read about the OHL or anything like that. But there are a lot more leagues hockey than there so, are in most sports so hockey minor leagues is kind of like baseball you don't realize how many baseball teams are in the state of texas just like that are affiliated with you. the san antonio like the san antonio missions here are with the padres like that's the same way yeah here like in the u.s i mean the team that's in allen their affiliates are the minnesota wild like nowhere near them but it's just yeah. great like the the farm and the the pipeline yeah is and that's, so and that's deep. Just it's actually it's cr- yeah that it's crazy. I yeah. mean, because like they, oh, Seattle, y'all y'all were a brand new expansion team out of Seattle, the thirty second yep. team, and yep. then y'all got the Coachella Firebirds or something. That Coachella came out of, Valley Firebirds, yeah. baby, got one of the coolest logos you will ever see. It is nice. So like Vegas, their yeah. owner said at the, their first five years, their owner was like, you know what? I'm tired of shipping all of our AHL guys as we need them desperately from yep. Chicago to Vegas when Chicago already has an NHL team, which, I mean, that was crazy to begin with. So I'm not joking. He bought the San Antonio Rampage, the AHL team here, and said, hey, we're going to move them to Henderson, Nevada. Now his yeah. farm league is in their backyard. Yeah. So it's which, like, which, which to me is still a little confusing, but I guess that's just a setup because you also have leagues that are in Canada and you have leagues overseas. Mm-hmm. So it's like so that's still league- pretty close. It's within, yeah. you know, thousand miles of your of your yeah. main affiliate, like your D league basically. Yeah. And like it's <laughs> like that's my thing. I just thought there was minor league hockey for like older guys, kinda like the Rough Riders, just like yeah, bare, yeah, yeah. like barely. Yep. No, yep. like these leagues that they have, I mean, they are No, they're still they're still the real deal. I mean we like, we have our we have we have the number three pick in the NHL draft in that league right now for us. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean it's just it is a true developmental league, like the NBA, like the G League. Nobody knows who those guys are. Never will. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, you get drafted in the NBA, you're, you're you have to be a star. You get put just, down there, you're probably staying down there for your entire career, and exactly. then you're probably gonna have to go overseas or something like that. Like baseball, like yeah, the their farm leagues are basically like, oh, uh, Juan Soto has a a bruised bone. Let's go send him down to the minors. To yeah, get, yeah. To get reps. To, to play to play against a bunch of idiots, and then he'll yes. be ready to go in like three. Games. Hockey no. was like, no, we're gonna send you down here with people that are your skill set. Yes, but you're like honestly young still guys better. that are gonna be the future stars of the NHL. Because I mean, yeah. it's still like Garrett. Like, what makes hockey fun is all that cool stuff, and you're probably not in your right mindset when you're watching it. So it just makes it that much more fun. But it's still like the one percent of the one percent. Like, it's still like the Derrick Henrys and the Tom Brady's. Like, there's still some. There's like it. It is just. It's a different skill set that you know for sure that if you put a pair of skates on and got on the ice, you'd feel like an absolute idiot. Like you would, oh, yeah. you would truly understand how 
like how amazing it is they do what they do if you try to do that as well. Like everybody can go out and get lucky and throw a football and throw a tight spot over once in a while, but if you get on the ice with a pair of skates and you've never done it before, you haven't done it for multiple years, you are going to look like an idiot for however long it is until you cut a finger off and twist an ankle or break your foot or something. But anyway, okay. So we'll kind of reset because rules, super easy. Um, let's let's some, go back to, I guess, the original question, which is – yes. Other, so I've heard about fighting, which obviously I knew about. Um, but why hockey? Oh, why? Oh, yeah. I get. Yeah, I guess we need to start like all the way at the beginning, and then we can go into like so like how some code rule words and stuff like like why. Like so why. let me put it this into perspective. I went and watched my first soccer game last weekend, and that was the most intense sports game that I've ever watched in my life. Now, I did not that, expect it to be Is that like by that. the players or the fans? The fans. 100 so, and I didn't yeah. I didn't pay attention to the game until they scored, but the so fans like, are knocking butts. So this is this is how I'm going to get you on <laughs> they, the fans have their own band. It's not even yeah. like a yeah. the team doesn't own the band. People, random people are in a group and they bring the instruments with them. And played in the stadium. I mean, it's the craziest stuff I've ever seen in my yeah. life. So we don't no, get the mean. instruments in hockey, but oh, I will tell oh. you this: you'll get. Not all fans are like that in hockey, um, but when I went to Vegas, the game in Vegas this past January, it was it was like that. When I went to the game in Boston, the Winter Classic, it was like that. Justin's team, Seattle. I hate to say it, but I hear they have amazing, amazing arena. Like they're it's on their feet. Even when they were terrible last year, like that was a place that was getting talked about. But the thing is, the intensity in the fans <clears throat> is are different. getting fed off the, off the ice. So, like like you said, the game was boring. Like, you were, you were enjoying the fans at the soccer game. No, the fans feed off of the, the players. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's amazing. Like, it's fun. Like, me and Justin and McKenna and Harley went to a Stars cracking game last year. Dallas fans, I like, I'm not a Dallas fan on any sport. Dallas fans are boring in all four sports. I've been to more funerals that I've had more yeah. fun at hey. than any <laughs> Dallas sporting event. Like I'm, I'm be, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're all boring. So like yeah. Dallas fans aren't a good like representative of how hockey is. But when the stars are good, that's a place to go to because you can ask yeah. Justin when they score, their the music's going off. The fans are screaming yeah. stars, national anthem. It, it, it is very stars. intimidating. Like, yeah, it like it's it's awesome. Yeah. And I think I think that's what did it for me is because like I've seen some crazy envi- I've played in some crazy environments and I've seen some crazy environments. And I remember one year we got Christmas tickets to go to the college football playoff. And that atmosphere was almost like I mean I mean it, it was really cool, but I would rather go to like a college game at like I remember it was it was Clemson and Notre Dame. Yeah, I was and at I would the game go with you to like yeah, yeah, I, I would rather go to, like, one of those schools separately because, I don't know, there's kind of, like, lulls almost in the football game, and then, like, some people fall apart, or, like, some people get not disinterested, but you're at this huge venue, and there's just so many other things to look at or do or worry about, or it takes forever. It takes, it takes an hour and a half to go to the bathroom, and you have to pay $75 for a hot dog. But, like, <clears throat> I went to a hockey game, and you feel like you're in this, like, arena. Like, you feel like you're watching, like, legitimate gladiators go at it, and the environment is just always, like, how 
I guess how high strung the players are, the fans are like twice as much. Like so, every little thing they do, every time the puck gets within any sort of striking distance of the goal, like fans are standing up, they're going crazy. And then obviously, like Dalton said, like I think I like it more than soccer because I'm a person that I like to see the ball go in the hole. I love to see the ball go in the end zone. I want the scoreboard to light up. That's why, like me, I coach football and I'm on the offensive side because I like to see the scoreboard light up. I don't. I, I didn't like to used to watch those Alabama LSU games where it was three to three going in the fourth quarter. And everybody's like, oh, oh, and I'm like, no, I want it to be 99 to 98 in the fourth quarter. I want it to be absolute chaos. And that's the good thing about hockey is it's like condensed soccer. So they score more or they definitely have a lot more opportunities to score more. So like the fans are like that at a soccer game, but they're like that all the time. Like there's always an opportunity where they know that they're a couple seconds away from that dude skating 80 feet down the rink and just firing a shot at like 95 miles an hour. So I think when I got in that atmosphere and it was at that level for so long the entire time, I was like, Dude, I love this sport, and I was like, yeah, oh, you're like, right. I'm freaking so- hooked, man. Yeah, so soccer, the reason I can't watch soccer, and people like the low scoring, the the 1-0 games are boring, which, yeah, is very possible in hockey, but in hockey, you're also getting hit. You're getting sticks thrown yeah. at you. I mean, you're watching a, a frozen rubber puck come at your face at probably 90 miles per hour when the only thing's protecting you <clears throat> is possibly a, a visor. Yeah, a yeah. visor. Like I mean, <laughs> a couple pads and a visor. Like, no, and some and like, dudes don't even wear that. It's like yeah, Ugh. there's like yeah, there's nine guys in the league that don't wear a visor, and they're the they're the ones that you don't mess with, of course, because they're not wearing a visor. Yeah. But in soccer, it's oh, you bumped my elbow. Let me fall down and oh, grab my knee up. for yeah, thirty minutes. I like, think hockey, I think that's where oh, I can't stand that because like obviously playing football if you acted like that in a football game like you would get absolutely destroyed it was like dude, yeah. you probably wouldn't so I, I i'd kick you off any team that you would ever be able to play on in a game of football so but like I can't hockey speak. those dudes will those dudes will play on like broken legs like legitimately so will play on like broken they did legs. the year yeah. uh i think the year after the bubble the the tampa bay lightning uh yeah i just threw i forgot the guy's name all of a sudden uh his face is in my head but he had a broken foot and he played <laughs> He played the whole Stanley Cup Finals until, yeah. like, I think the last two games with a broken foot. They're like, hey, you need surgery. He goes, well, you're going to have to wait because we have three more games that we have to yeah. win. Dude. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And, like, the uh, I, listen, I listen to this podcast, Spitting Chicklets, which the stories of the former players are amazing. Uh, yes. Chara, wild, man. Zendaya Chara, he was the captain for the uh, Bruins for a while. He played in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Blues had a torn groin, broken elbow, and a broken jaw. God. And he played a seven-game series. Like That's nuts, man. Nothing. I mean, like, no other sport will do that. Like, LeBron James no. or anybody, you have a hangnail, and you're out for nine games going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, there's some pussies in the league. I set it out. My hangnail is killing me. Yeah, man. but the, the NBA is the biggest joke, and I used to be a big Spurs fan. Granted, they suck, and yeah, it looks like I'm just liked them because they were successful for so many years. But the league of the NBA is a complete joke. All the athletes are jokes. The hockey, I mean, you can ask Justin. There's no such thing as a prima donna in hockey because you get get forced out. Not by the players. You get forced out by the management. They're like, no, you're a puss. Bye. You'll you'll probably have to fight your head coach. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just just crazy. Like the league – 
it's just the, it's just the players like, the players themselves like, like, are like obviously you, more of more of a manly man yeah than, and it, and, it, and it's just different like there's no other sport like that that's got that type of environment that type of intensity and that type of just like pure toughness so it, and there's just something about like, watching it that's like amazing because it's like it, it's very graceful because they're on the they're on these two little blades going around so it's almost like it's almost like uh, it's like MMA and figure skating meet each other. Like it's it's graceful, but it's almost like the most primitive sport that there is. Like it's just, uh, and, and then you add in the environment, and there and there is nothing. And then do we'll 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 talk about it a little bit more into it. But I watched my first playoff hockey game last year, and I was like, dude, this is the greatest environment I've ever seen in my entire life. So what I'm hoping is we'll also talk about this down the road. And I was, I get so excited, and I try to stay in order so we can have a good podcast. But right now. The Kraken are on a crash course with hopefully the Dallas Stars, which means that there's going to be a playoff game in Dallas, Texas with my team. But anyway, we will get to that. So, so do, Dalton, do you want to do you want to give like the like the hot button rules? Like we'll just kind of start from scratch. Like so if like, I watch a game, what are the biggest things I'm looking for? So that's honestly kind of hard to say because like I'm trying to put in spec like how I did it. So I'll tell you how I became a fan because. We, me and Harley, my family went to Florida, twenty seventeen. Uh, it was the Stanley Cup Finals. It was the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Nashville Predators. I didn't like hockey, but guess what? I like to start shit. You know that. So I'm watching the game with Harley. She's a Pins fan. So I'm like, hell yeah, let's go Nashville, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm a Nashville Predators fan. Well, guess why what? Why in the world would you be on the same team as her? Exactly, right? So. I look behind me, and there is a sea of Nashville Predator fans. Bing, go Penguins. I go was penguins. I was talking <laughs> shit. Did I know what was going on? Absolutely not. But no. I talk shit. Touchdown. <laughs> well, yeah. Fuck it. So they're, being, they're making snarky comments to Harley, and I'm like, all right, now this is not getting fun. I'm like, so I can be a dick too. So I'm being a dick to everybody. Well, I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm like, I think I like this sport. The same sport I used to always say was stupid. Like, no, that's so- that's ice soccer. I'm not watching it. Ice soccer. So, <laughs> I'm like, God, I actually like this sport. Like, it's physical. Like, this is the first game of the Stanley Cup Finals, and these guys are playing like it's do or die. It's, no doubt. Every game, like even during the regular season, like there's no resting. No. There's no game. Like you turn on some NBA games and it looks absolutely disgusting when they're like midway through the season or they're missing like half their roster and they're out or they're resting. They're choosing what game they want to play. Like every game already looks like a playoff game. And then so when it gets to the playoffs, you're like, holy cow, it's so getting more intense than this. There's two seasons in the NHL. It's regular season and playoff. Yes. So when and the playoffs come around, so like Justin's team's going to be possibly the first wild card team or the first Pacific team. But guess what? When they play the Stars, Vegas, or whoever, it's zero zero. Doesn't matter. It it, it really matter. does. So like we're the, coming to your house and we're gonna yeah. It's uh, so it's it's scary games. because you're like like the first seed. So the Tampa Bay Lightning three or four years ago, they were the number one team in the league. They broke records off of points, wins, yeah. and everything. They got swept in the first round by a team that shouldn't have even made the playoffs. That's the good thing about the playoffs. Like, too, it's, like, it's crazy. Because it, like, it, it's it's just it's like a, March it's Madness. A, like yeah, like you you may be a wild card, but there's some good wild card teams this year. And then obviously, yeah. if you're in like, but, but anyway, okay. So like, if you're watching a game, that was actually a really good example by saying ice soccer. 
So there's you got your goalie, and then you got five other guys. You have two defensemen and three forwards. Yes, yes. And so I wouldn't. If you want to know specifics, it just depends on the team and the strategy from there. But like those are really just the numbers you need to know. And they call that full strength. And then obviously each guy can go on each side. You've got the red line right down the center of the hockey hockey rink and then you got two blue lines so obviously when you get from like blue line in on your side then that's your defensive zone where your goalie is you got your defensemen forwards all that kind of stuff and you're trying to get it out and then when it goes on the other side of the blue line to where their goalie is that's your offensive zone their defensive zone so when you're at full strength that's what it looks like you're going back and forth you you in theory in a perfect world you have six guys on the ice for your team at all times now what they call special teams in hockey it's stressful. When, is, <laughs> sucks. It is when a, a penalty happens. Special teams. So if you're fighting or if, you know, the biggest things you're going to see is you're going to see tripping, you're going to see slashing, high sticking, hooking, holding, which basically has to do a lot with your stick because if you're a defenseman, you're always trying to poke the puck out and it's really easy to hit somebody up high with your stick or trip somebody or hook somebody. or All um, accidentally, of course, right? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally or, accidentally. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but 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 it does keep you honest because what sucks is when you commit a penalty, you go to the penalty box and you play without that guy. There's a minor penalty and there's a major penalty. So if it's a minor penalty, which about 90, 90% of all penalties are probably minor penalties, would you say, Dalton? Yeah, it's – I mean, very rarely, like this season, I can't yeah. think the last time I saw a major penalty. Now, there's a few times I was like, that's some bullshit. There should be a, a major because I see some yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all up to the ref. <laughs> yeah, so that's like high sticking with like blood, or that's like major interference, or like fighting for like two. Like when you go to the ground and you still go, or you try to fight somebody else, like you get a little too crazy with it, then you can get a major penalty. But I would even say like 95% of the penalties are just minor. But what sucks is he goes out the ice, and then now that's your what you call either a power play or a penalty kill. So if you're the team that's still at full strength, you're now on a power play. And it's and it's basically yeah, let it all out, baby. You okay? I know it's emotional. You just gotta try to follow along. I know this is getting you. There we go. Uh, so if you're if you're at full strength, you're now on a power play. And if you're um, if you're down a man, then you have to stay that way for two minutes or five minutes, and then you have to play. You basically have to do what they call penalty kill, or all of that is called whenever there's a penalty committed, and one of the teams either or both teams lose or whatever it is. Um, that's what special teams is in the game of hockey. So now, that's when you're either both a man down or somebody's a man down, somebody's at full strength. And you could be multiple men down. So you can't yes, have a three yes. on five penalty. Oh, three yeah. On five. Oh, yeah. And that actually is, happened – I think that happened with us against Nashville, I want to say. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's it's stressful when you have the three, but it's also frustrating when you have the five versus, versus three because it's kind of like in football, if you don't execute on your – your plays and your turnovers that were given to you and you don't execute then like you just kind of wasted it in hockey yeah. I've, I've heard on the podcast that i listen to if you can't score on a five on three you might as well just lose the game so yeah. I mean, that's that's like, i mean you, you like you have a man advantage so what sucks is if your team is a man down they basically keep the puck the entire time like it's very hard oh, like yeah. the thing i like about hockey is like they're really good at shifts like and that's another thing too when they sub as long as they don't have six guys on the ice and they don't get out past a certain point, which is like four or five feet out on the ice, like it is a free-for-all on subs. 
Um, but if you're if you're not at full strength and you lose a guy, it's really hard because the other team keeps the puck all the way down in their offensive zone. And it makes it easy for them to change or whatever. Yeah. Sub. So when you're a man down, like they basically keep it on their side the entire time. So that's when you see like five or six shots at your goalie in a span of like two minutes. Like it's I mean, because that's when you want to strike because you have an extra man. You're basically going to keep the puck the entire time. And the good thing about hockey, too, is you have however long the rink is. I watched this YouTube video, but I forgot to write the dimensions down. But a lot of people, your first strategy that you would think of is, okay, if the ball's in or the ball, if the puck's in my defensive zone and I want to get it out of there, I would just get it all the way to the other end. Well, the good thing about hockey is if you're at full strength, you're not allowed to do that. So you got your red line and two blue lines. So if I'm in my if I'm in my defensive zone and I clear that puck all the way back to the other side just to kind of get a nice deep breath, well, that's what's called icing. And you'll see that a lot too. Some people just they just need a break, so they'll do it because you're out on the ice for like five so minutes. So that's a penalty? Exhausted. No, that's so a it's, penalty. So it's not a penalty. It slows a player, the game yeah. down. It, so it's a I wouldn't say it's a penalty, it's a stoppage. It's of like play a it's yes, because it, it, nobody it doesn't gets, count against yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. gets in trouble. Like nobody yep. goes to the box. So I mean, I've seen it where your guy, your your team is shooting it down there six times. But the bad thing about that is that, so if there's a a stoppage of play, like a goalie snags the puck, the team can switch players, like sub sub in and out. Yep. So if the defense that shoots the puck down, and they get called icing, they can't get subbed. So they're still out there. Yes. So that's that's oh. that's the yes. that's the disadvantage of icing. Because yes. usually when you ice the puck, it's because I can't breathe. I need to get this shit I out of here. Break. Yeah. But the thing is, you're but only getting a 15-second break. Yeah. yeah, The ref picks up the puck, skates right back down to where it was. I was going to say, and then it comes right back down where it was. They don't face off in the other zone. It comes right no. back down to where you cleared it out at. Yeah, so, like, so that's, icing that's is That's what's very... good about hockey, too. Yes. <laughs> so so you, you, you don't really get rewarded. You have to play good defense, and you have to strategically get the puck back into the neutral zone and then back into your offensive zone. So like that's what keeps it so that's what keeps it so high strung and that's what keeps it so high energy is you actually have to strategically get the puck out of your defensive zone and then go on the attack the other way. So yeah, like that's what makes it good. Without reason, trying to delay yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, without yes. trying to delay the game. So it all it always keeps action in the game, which I love. And and the beauty that I love like I truly love hockey is so growing all of us went to Salina. We played football at Salina. Yep. Butch Ford, Coach Elliott, everybody, know know your role on the team, right? In all levels, call uh, Justin, you played college football. How many guys always said, "Yeah, I know my role," but there were also cancers in the locker room. It was, oh, well, yeah. I'm a I'm a superstar. I'm gonna do this, right? It's in yeah. every sport, hockey. You know your role, and that's that's why you're there. So like. Vegas, I can't speak for Justin's team. Vegas, they just did the trade deadline earlier this year, and they got some players that were like, really, why do we go after them? Well, they got them for these roles of, hey, I need you to be the mouthy guy. I need you to talk shit. I need you to piss these people off. It's working. So, I yep. mean, it's it's truly like, can I skate? Like, can I score? Can I pass? Yes, but also, it's like having me or Colin, because you know me and Colin, we always talk shit. We're not the most super athletic people in the world, but guess what? We're going to piss some people off while doing it. We're going to have some fun in the process. Yeah. So and like, what you mean truly... by the people that, that they drafted for that, it was so when they're out there to piss the other team off or inside the locker room to hype everybody up? So to piss off the opposing team. So we got a guy okay. which, I mean, 
So Vegas, they have a guy, uh, Jack Eichel. He's 26 years old. Like, he is a yeah. stud. Like, he's a he really stud. Is. And then there's a guy that he's played for the Penguins for, like, I think, like, 10 years or something, Teddy Bluger. And I'm like, why did we trade this guy for a third-round draft pick? I mean, he has two goals and one assist in the season. Well, he's actually helped the team out a lot. Even though you're, he's not putting the net, the puck in the net, he's aggravating people. And, I mean, there's, there's, there's an aggravator on every team, not necessarily a fighter, but a trash talker. And, I mean, they are – the roles in hockey, there's so many of them in that they're all important across yep. the board. And that, that's why I love it is because you can look at a guy, uh, Ryan Reeves. He is a shit talker, and he's – they call him the heavyweight of the league. You don't – Ryan Reeves, like, if you fight him, just get ready because it's either you're going to get embarrassed or you're going to take the belt. Well, he talked trash and he, and he fights. Well, I had him on my team for five, four years. They traded him away. I love Ryan Reeves, but when we're playing against him, it's terrifying because, oh, yeah, I used to, I used to piss next to this dude in the locker room. Like, I'm best friends with him. But guess what? This two hours – yeah. I am yeah, going to yeah, take yeah. your head off. Like, if yeah. I take your head off, I'm going to do it. And, like, that's the beauty of hockey, like, basketball. Like, D-Wade and LeBron are dabbing each other up after a good shot. There's none of that in hockey. I mean, it none is. It's, yeah, we can be friends when the buzzer sounds. Yeah. And, like, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So, that, so, so that's, your, that's your main stuff to look for. Um, and I think that's another big draw about hockey is, like, it's very easy to watch. Chances are, if you forget anything that was just said, follow the puck, watch your team. If the whistle blows, chances are the referee's going to do this full little skate out to the middle. Number 37, Seattle Kraken, two-minute minor for kicking the other dude in the butt cheek. Like, it's just like it, – it's a fairly easy game to follow. It's a very complex game as far as the skill, but it's a very easy game to follow as far as the rules and the strategy – now, you can kind of take a deep dive. Like, I've started reading a little bit more into the strategy and the scheme of, like, why we do what we do and what our setup is. Like, we have a lot of defensemen, and I was kind of wondering why. And we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, center forwards, and that was because, and it has to do with, like, our general manager. So you can go down a rabbit hole if you want, but basically you just need to know that if we're at full strength, it's like, okay, this is what we're trying to do. This is why, you know, the puck's in a certain zone. We cleared it out, whistle blows. And then it gets to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, that, that should be icing or that should be interference because that guy had the puck going to the offensive zone. Guy gets in his way or you see him hook him with a stick. Like, it's super easy to follow as far as the rules. So, you get hooked. Uh, yeah, no I looked up the – just typed in Hockey 101 before we started. Yeah. And on this website that I showed you all before we uh, went live, it's only showing – I'm sure there's more than this, but there's only 12 – primary penalties yeah oh yeah same so so if you were to look that up in football or oh yeah there there would be 120 different ones so yeah so like the rules like the 12 like there's i'm sure there's some rules justin's never seen because there's some still rules that like i'd never seen so yeah i I remember this one Vegas, vegas was playing one where the dude's stick got stuck in the in the glass well the opposing player picked it up and started skating with it that was a penalty yeah. because you can't, you can't do take, that. Yeah. You can only use your equipment, and you can't yep. even. So I was like, and, and, oh, and that, was, that was breaks. crazy. Yeah, when when yours breaks, you can't pick it up either, right? Yeah, like so if it, if it completely breaks, nobody can touch it other than the official. Like, the it has ref, to right? lay yeah. there. So if it's in the – so the goalie can scoot it out of the way if it's in the crease. But, like, okay. the, the official has to be like, <laughs> no, this is, this is part of the ice. 
it stays here until stoppage or unless yeah. I have time to go pick it up because I can't skate over there, watch this high stick I just missed, and now I have a whole fan base of Philadelphia Flyer fans trying to kill my wife and kids at home. <laughs> so like that's <laughs> we all know how Philly fans are and like them like yeah. that's oh, the thing yeah. these these craziest fans fan base like, in the entire world they're oh, nuts yeah. man it's just it's just it's honestly a fun sport because like yeah. Wayne Gretzky oh, and, that yeah. I don't know if Justin knows this so I was listening to the Spit and Chicklets thing and they had Wayne Gretzky on which is the Michael Jordan of hockey like Nobody oh, can fun. touch nobody can touch ninety nine. So LeBron James, yeah, he's done a lot for kids and all that. Like building a school, that's that's great. Michael Jordan, it's like, how much money can I get made off of my logo? Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, so like Justin was saying, there's there's steps in hockey. Well there's junior hockey, there's minor hockey, there's like a bunch of twelve year old kids playing, sixteen year old kids playing. Wayne Gretzky goes to those because he likes hockey. And he asked, hey, can I speak to the kids privately in the locker room just to say, hey, this is how this is how I got brought up. I know it sounds creepy, but, like, he's there for the future generations of the sport. Like, it's, it's, it's truly amazing because, like, no other major athlete will do that. It's like, oh, no, I'm done with my stuff. I'm going to yeah, sit on true, my ass and true. not care about the sport. Like, the, the greats of hockey try to promote the league through the younger generations to say, hey, this is what I had to do, all the tough work you're doing. This is why we do it. And like that's why I like it because it's like it's a family team-oriented sport, and that's yep. what I love. 100%. That's what, it, that's I, what I, I think like it's that. better than football, like as a team oh, thing. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, because fo- football is starting to get extremely frustrating. Yes. But like uh, hockey, hockey really embodies that, that true team effort where like when they score – it, it would it'd be very hard to find where they don't all come together as a team for like a big hug and like how excited they are for that guy that scored or for somebody else. And, and even the guy that does score, like he'll probably get an assist from someone probably like 80% of the time. And he'll look at that guy and like, they'll go celebrate together. Like that's what's starting to win me over a little bit more than even like every sport sure, has, egos. NFL. Yeah. Yes, every sport no has egos, but hockey is very limited on egos. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I guess the beauty of it. Cause they, there's very low tolerance on prima donnas. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, so Garrett, you've been hooked. You're falling in love. I can see it in your eyes. We're gonna work on what team specifically Dallas here in a minute. But um, okay, easy, relax. I, I'm I, I don't want this to go south. Okay. Um, so when we talk about rules. Those are the big ones to look for. If you're ever in doubt, you can look it up. It's very easy to follow. Like for me, I really haven't even tried, but you'll have some announcers that will basically explain them. Um, And we got a really, really good play-by-play announcer, and he knows that obviously a lot of people are coming in for a new team, and he'll kind of explain what's going on. Like if you haven't heard of this rule, this is what it is. Um, But then you go into the schedule. So, Dalton, if you want to talk about like – the schedule and how unique it is with like the points thing that we were talking about. And then we can talk about like the playoff structure or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So the schedule, you have 82 game season, just like basketball, but they're so in football, the NFL. So like if the Cowboys go 10, two and one, that's 10 wins, two losses, one tie. 
well, there's no such thing in ties in professional hockey as there should never mm-hmm. be a tie in any sport. Professional sport That's at all. Yes, any sport. A so sport stupid. is there so to stupid. compete. Yeah, it's the so dumbest stupid. thing you could possibly do. Well, you get two points per win, and so you actually get points. So, like, right now, Vegas has 98 points of the season. Seattle, I think, has 88, and it's just yeah. all that. Well, you get I'm an about, overtime. Yeah. So, like, a overtime – Two teams go into overtime. It's five minutes, three on three, which is super fast-paced hockey. Awesome. I mean, so much you, better than any of their overtime in any sport by far. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. And, like, I don't know yeah. Justin's opinion. So, if you go over the five minutes, three on three, and nobody feels forced in sudden death, it goes to a shootout, which I used to like the shootout. And then a yeah. game this year convinced me otherwise because same. Same. it's a uh, – you can have a great game for – three periods and slash three on three uh, overtime and then it gets decided in the shootout it was bullshit yeah. like it was it was it kind of killed the game yep i agree but it's like I that, mean, that's that's kind of how it was like it was just enough overtime but it got you like re-amped up i guess because they play for that five minutes and then by the time it's done you're like oh man it was only five minutes because the basic schedule garrett and this got me in big 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 trouble first professional hockey game i ever went to I'm used to football. There's one halftime. We get back to the action. So you're indulging in some adult choices. And there are three 20-minute periods. So they play for an hour, which seems like a lot, but it really doesn't. It's basically a running clock. There's not a lot of things that stop it. So it goes by pretty quick. Well, after each period, there's there's a 20-minute intermission. So there's two 20-minute intermissions. Two. Remember that. Because we go after the first period, and we get to the intermission, or what I thought was the only halftime. I am now making very bad decisions as an adult. We get to the second period. That gets over 20 more minutes on the clock. And I'm just like, oh, oh, baby, 20 more minutes, huh? And then we get to the third period. So anyway, that is your – that's the structure of an actual NHL game. Like Dalton said, if you get to the end of regulation, it's tied. You play your five minutes of overtime, which in my honest opinion – I would say shorten the period just a little bit and then extend the overtime if you needed to, take out the shootout, and we got ourselves a sport, boys. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. There's 32 teams split up into two conferences. Those conferences are then split up into two divisions. Does that make sense? So it's like the NFC and the AFC, and then you have like AFC East, AFC West, whatever, but there's only two of them. So your Eastern Conference has the Metropolitan Division and the Atlantic Division. And then your Western Conference has the Central Division, which has more teams. This is just the top three because the top three from each division go to the playoffs. Yes. And you get eight from each conference. So there's your six. And then they do what they call the wild card. So so these are the three best teams in the division. So they automatically get to go. And then out of all the teams left from both these divisions, the two best. So we are the two best. So it could be so like so like us in Calgary are both in the Pacific. But if we're the two best, then we're gonna go in the wild card spot no matter if they're both from the same division or they're from two different divisions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so this is the yeah. thing that's frustrating as a fan, and I don't know if Justin's looked at it like this. So if you're a Dallas Stars fan, you see they're 38, 20, and 14. It's a little blurry. That yeah, 14, so if, they, if they won those 14 games, they get 14 extra points. Yeah. They, like you, so a win is two points. A overtime yep. loss is one point. 
So if yep. you look over here, like the LA teams, it's just one of those things where who who can finish it in overtime and who can't. That's exactly. how I look at it. And that's, that's that's basically what it comes down to. So 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 what's good about it is if you tie, you both get a point for going to overtime being tied in regulation. But then if you win, you get that extra point. So okay. it's it's basically just being able to obviously you just win. If you win the game, you get two points, no questions asked. But if you go to overtime, well, you still split and you still get that point. And then if Which you win, I don't, obviously you I don't get that like extra that. Point. I don't like how yeah. the the point system works because I'm not no mathematician. But if you win a game in regulation, you get two points, right? Yep. Well, if you yep. win in overtime, or in overtime, both teams there's three points total. Yep. Yep. Where does that magic point come from? So I think a regulation win should be three points, and overtime yes. is a split. All right, who wants the extra point? Who doesn't? Then yes, that's when you, yes. the winner gets two, the loser gets one. That's yep. how I – if I got to make the change, that's the only – the big change Same. I would do in the NHL because the numbers just don't add up between two and one. The, yeah. the, a magic point gets built in for overtime, which yeah. I think you should be punished if you go into overtime. That's just how I agree. I look at it. I agree. But it, it, it does make it almost unique too because like mm -hmm. you'll hear it a lot, Garrett, like – they won't necessarily talk about win loss. They will go straight to points. Like they yeah. say, hey, they they you know they're they're looking for two more they're, points. Yeah, they're like not like oh, points in the lead in the central. Like they, yeah, they, they Dallas is only one point away from being number one. Yes. Exactly. So like that's yeah, what they're exactly. looking at. I'm like, oh, Dallas is one game behind with a game ahead. So I mean, it's that's how they're looking. Yeah, at it, and that's what that's what you system. want to look at it too. So so you'll hear the phrase game in hand. So what's good about Colorado is they've only played 72 games, and these two guys have played 73. So when it comes down to it, if it stays like this, well, they're going to be done, and the Avalanche still have a chance to jump to Minnesota Wild if they need to, So which is crazy because I haven't looked at this, but that is nuts, man. Look at that. Yeah. Cause two that's, points that's, separate all three teams. So last night or the night before, Garrett, Dallas was number one, and yep. Minnesota came in, and then Colorado came in. So this is the time of hockey. Yeah, the Stars are going to make the playoffs. But if I'm the Dallas yeah. Stars, I would much rather play Seattle or uh, Winnipeg over Colorado because Colorado is dangerous. Like, Yeah, they are the defending Stanley Cup champions. So if you win it all, Garrett, it's not the Lombardi trophy. It's not the whatever stupid cup, weird trophy they may call it in soccer. It is the Stanley Cup, baby. And it's Which, a beautiful trophy. Garrett, I would say out of sports. So, like, the Texas high school football state championship trophy that all three of us wanted to win, right? Well, that gets replaced every year. Like, there's a new trophy made every year. There is only one cup. One yep. Stanley Cup. One Stanley Cup. In the, the only year. one Stanley Cup, baby. And even before I was a fan of hockey, I always knew that trophy was unique because if – if Vegas wins it this year, every single player gets their name etched on the cup forever. Yep, there it so is. So, 200 years from now, so you, you see know, how those are all names of former players that have held the trophy in their hands. And it's the entire team? Yes, the entire team, players, coaches, general managers. Everything. I think they, I think they get to put, I think, 50 names on it or something like that. Because they yeah, also put like trainers sense. and like coaches, it's just that's that's the beauty of it. Because it's like you go down in history and you like you're forgotten, but you can't be forgotten. Yeah. Do they? You, so uh, okay. 
with that being said, do they would do they run out of room? Are they etching over other people's names? So, or what are they so doing? that's actually that's a good question because uh, they actually take a ring off, and then once that ring gets taken off, they put a brand new one on, and the one that got taken off goes into the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto on display. So there's like okay, so they so that's just a removable ring, ring that's yes. on it. Okay, and so when I went to the Winter Classic in Boston this year. I stayed. I shit you not. I stayed in a line for two hours just to take a picture of the Stanley Cup. It's it's unique because I mean that's the holy grail of hockey. No, you uh, sent us a picture. That's a big ass, big ass trophy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like huge, 30, 30 pounds. So there's a guy, Garrett. I'm not joking. So if, this year, watch the Stanley Cup. The just the end of it when whoever wins it, there's a guy that comes out with a terrible haircut every year. Well, we got to meet him. And we we actually talked to him for maybe 10, 15 minutes. We're like, dude, you got a cool job. He's like, dude, it's not that cool. Like, I'm on the road 200 days out of the year uh, protecting a damn trophy. Like, if he holds the trophy, he has to have white gloves, like, as the Declaration of yeah. Independence. And it's, he's like, we're like, dude, no, you're like, you're, he's like, dude, you're famous. And he replied with, I'm not famous. I just protect something that is. So, like, <laughs> it's, sure, it's funny yeah. because it, it's so funny. It's like, damn, dude, hate your job a little more. I know. Oh, yeah. I'll trade you. And like, yeah, because we asked him, like, because yeah. we asked him, he's like, how'd you get this gig? And he's like, well, I was working at the Hall of Fame Museum and I kind of got appointed it. Like, I got, like, hey, I want Phil to do this. And he's like, okay. So now he's doing it. He's like, yeah, I might do it for five more seasons. And he's the friendliest guy that you'll ever meet to. Like, he was down to talk to anybody that came up to him for, hours if if like need it. be so like the thing, the it was thing awesome. too about that the thing too about that trophy garrett if you do choose to continue to be a dallas stars fan they say that you'll have um what is it i think it's like a 99 percent chance that you'll win the stanley cup that your team will win the stanley cup in the next three years if you go take that picture and then you kiss it three times and then bear hug it so that's the thing is that superstition i found out my first year or so my team was a whole lot more fortunate than Justin's was year one, year one which we'll, we'll get there's there. we'll get there's there. two different reasons why they're two different paths. My team actually, y'all, you just have a GM that knows how to fucking <laughs> handle money. <laughs> True. True. So actually, the GM for Vegas actually screwed Seattle because there was a lot of players that teams did not want to give up. So. Our teams went through an expansion draft, and I don't know how every league does an expansion draft, but the NHL is – I think you could protect like nine nine skaters, four defensemen, one goalie, or you could do – there's different formats you could follow. Well, yeah. some teams got left open players that are like, well, shit, I don't want to let him go, but if I put him on the list and I'm putting this guy on the list, so he kind of got the short end of the stick. Yeah. So the GM so, – so, so if you're if you're, if you're you're one of those guys, Garrett – so basically, they have like so many franchise tags that they can give out in hockey. So yeah. if a new team comes in, this is the crazy part. So I, I guess we can go ahead and skip to this. So we can skip down Dalton's an idiot too. So <laughs> they come in, everybody picks who they want to protect. If yeah. you're not that guy and you're not, and you're basically in like a contract year or not in like a solidified contract or something like that, they can come in and draft you. So if you're protecting like your first guy here and your second guy here or whatever, you can get some teams like fourth best player. Like you can get some really good dudes. Mm -hmm. Like you can get some really good role players from just about everybody. And if they don't have the money to to protect like a young guy that's going to be an all-star, you can almost grab him too. So the 
the expansion draft for a new team is almost like whenever you would play Madden, it was so unfair because you could like draft your own team and you had just like the yes. best of the best from the NFL. And you get to like the 22nd round, and you're still picking up like Travis Kelsey. Like it's that kind of thing. So there's, there's multiple ways to go about it. And Vegas took the, we want to win right now. So let's go get the best possible people so, that we can. Not necessarily though, because it actually worked out. So yeah, true. The, so Vegas, their GM, what screwed Justin's GM over is that Vegas, they would go to, so one team, for instance, the Florida Panthers, they left so many good players open, but they're like, hey, listen, if you don't take, if you take this guy, I will give you this guy plus a pick. So they took Jonathan Marchessault, which should have never don't, been taken. So like, yeah. Hey, this is my number four. If you don't take him, yes. if you want him, I will give you this guy plus a pick instead of taking this guy. Yes. So, like, Florida, like, let's say, I can't remember who they were trying to protect that they, like, well, he's not on our protected list, but he's out for opening grabs. Hey, Vegas, if you take Jonathan Marchessault, we will give you Riley Smith plus a first-round draft pick in the 2025 draft. Like, bet. Well, those two players panned out. They're still with Vegas, and, like, they're the two top scorers of the franchise history, which six years, but still pretty interesting. So that kind of screwed it for Justin's team because every GM was like, no, you're not going to snag this guy, and I'm going to give you a player and a pick where I get screwed out. So that's where Vegas – because, like, Vegas was the guinea pig, and Seattle, so if Seattle did it first, Seattle would have been more successful. But True. it's Seattle, their GM, he he's like Bob the Builder. He he has a reputation of going places patient. and patient. So like year one, what he did was, hey, I'm gonna go get these guys. Well, this guy, I know we're not gonna we're not gonna make playoffs, but this team over here is gonna make the playoffs. How about I trade him at the trade deadline, go get picks, and then 2025, 2026, 2027. That's all we did. We're going to get draft picks. So, like, we he's draft, doing it for the long like, run. Yeah, we grabbed, yeah, okay. like, a couple veterans that we that we were going to hold on to, have a little bit of success, but not too much. But basically, it was like, teams are going to need these guys, so what are mm-hmm. you going to be willing to give us to get these guys? Yeah, so they we did. basically took the approach of that, and then all the guys that we took that were a little bit younger, that eventually, like, some of our top guys now were just guys that were basically flying under the radar that were just hiding behind these, like, crafty, skilled veterans that we got that have about four or five years left that could probably get one more max contract that people were really going to be eyeing, and then we just had the rest, We just hid the rest of those guys behind those guys. Yeah. And then we loaded up. Like, we had 13 picks in the last draft, and we have, like, 34 in the next three years, which is the most by far of, like, any team. Yeah, and that's Vegas so, doesn't so, have that. So because we're more of, like, they... a slow and grow, and Vegas kind of took it, which I get it. I mean, you can have success now. You can hang on to a couple guys. You can make sure that they're the face of your franchise. And then you can just try to build around them when you can and take the yeah. picks when you can and take chances when you can. Both approaches are the same because you're never guaranteed a championship. But Vegas is, let's sure. win now and suck in 10 years. Seattle is, let's be average and suck for 10 years and then have a dynasty in 12. Win the cup, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't freaking so, wait. All right, Garrett, what do you got before before we jump into specific or j- just some other stuff? So the trade that we're talking about, has that – is that has it always been like that to where you could do that, or is this something new that they're yeah, throwing? yeah, so okay, so that's the, the like, are you expansion talking about for the draft, expansion? yeah, 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 so the, that that's different. That's just when a new team comes in, and that's kind of how they just introduce a new team because, like, if but, you're a brand new team starting, so Vegas started in 2016. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah so but yeah. but 
re- regularly there's like there's a free agency period and there and there's a trade deadline period just like the end of, just like any other sport like that's fairly normal but that expansion draft is when a new team gets injected into the yeah. NHL that's so where the craziness for, ensues for instance let's put it like an NFL version let's say Oklahoma City decides to get a NFL team well who who's are going to be the player because they can't have 50 picks in the next next year's draft they have to go yeah. They have to go get players from right now other, from teams, other teams to like build, yep. and usually it's the the old veterans, it's the the young guys that will be nobodies. And but that's the thing is that Vegas they got super lucky because their expansion draft, what they were known for was James Neal, a goal scorer that was up there in age, and Mark Andre Fleury, a goalie, like a future Hall of Fame goalie. Well, let's just say James Neal had an all right season, like he was good. But we had probably six or eight guys that overdid what their expectation was. So, I mean, the one dude, uh, William Carlson, he scored his highest goals he's ever scored in the season was seven. His first year was Vegas, scored 43. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, like, Vegas got lucky with these pop-offs. So, like, Seattle didn't have anyone that popped off. So Vegas was like, well, shit, we got to pay this guy this much money because if he can do this elsewhere, we'd rather him do it here than in, in, in Colorado. Else, yeah. So, like, Vegas got very fortunate, and uh, it's real shitty how I say it, but I don't mean it any negative way. If the Vegas shooting never happened, I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights have their success because that – the one thing Vegas has always wanted is a professional sports team. They get it. Uh, then October 1st, the shooting happened, killed 58 people. Well, there's a player, Derek England. He was a Las Vegas native. He, him and his wife actually met in Las Vegas and lived there on the off season. So October 2nd, he goes to the first responders with the team and says, what, what do y'all need us to do? It, it wasn't about hockey. It was about how are you going to, how are we going to rebuild this community after something that horrible just happened? Well, October 6th was the game in Dallas, their very first game. I was lucky enough to go. And it was – the league stands behind Vegas. Well, it, it was awesome. Vegas won. Game two, uh, playing the Coyotes, they win. They're 2-0. and It's a brand-new team that was predicted to go, like, 12 wins total of the season. Game three, first home game in Vegas. is actually pretty cool. I would watch it. Derek England comes out with a microphone, addresses the, the, uh, the, the arena, and says, we're going to make this into something positive, basically. They go to the Stanley Cup Finals. They lose, but I mean, they they recognize the first responders, the the police, firemen, EMS, everybody that took a big part in this shooting, and made it as they they're like, hey, we'll be your band aid. So that's why that's why Vegas was like the team into it. Yeah. Which, so yeah. for me, the the beauty of sports is for me is I don't want politics in sports. I don't want sad stories in sports sports are the two or three hours that anybody can have to block out the negative in their life and enjoy and have a safe space right so that's the beauty like jj watt did it for the hurricane harvey after 9 11 which i wish i could have seen it live george bush throwing out a strike in yankee stadium like it's stuff like that is what sports thrives for and vegas got lucky not lucky, but Vegas got put in that situation to be to where they could have yeah. turned that yeah. into positive. To where, to, where they, to where they could have that moment to basically. Which yeah, I'm I'm happy Vegas it. or Seattle didn't have that got put in that situation because I mean a lot of people could have yeah. been harmed. But it's just 
that's the beauty of sports and hockey in general. Because like the same year, a minor league hockey bus got hit, and I think seventeen kids, like sixteen, seventeen year old kids, boys, got killed. Yeah. The hockey community just came out of nowhere. I mean, every NHL team had seventeen sticks in the locker room for the the players. Uh, money got thrown left and right to for these funerals and stuff. They're like, hey, y'all don't have to worry about a thing. We got you. And not many other sports will do that. Yeah. So the so the uh trade deadline, Garrett, is all is generally it's set in March, but this was this was for last season and it's set to end on March twenty first. So it's basically a free for all and then it gets a little bit more like obviously when you hear about it in the NFL you don't really hear about it until the end. That's where it gets like strategic and you try to move certain people or you get people early. Like we made one of the biggest moves where we stole basically one of the best players off the Nashville Predators like two weeks before the trade deadline came. And up until so that's then, a, we hadn't touched anybody. So that's a good thing. Like I forgot about that trade for Justin. Also, the crazy thing about uh, hockey is that like football, you can trade Odell Beckham to New York to L.A., right? Like it happens. But does he really mesh well in that locker room? And y'all, like, he's still a diva. Yeah. This guy that Nashville gave up to Seattle wasn't doing anything. Seattle was like, well, I will take him for a fifth round pick. Nashville's yeah. like, sweet. The dude, like, shot off like a bullet. And yeah, he is doing things. Now. So now Nashville's sitting back in Tennessee, like, this is bullshit yeah, because he like, couldn't do sucks. this for us. It's just he like. Did more, he did more in 35 games, like, productivity wise, than he did in 75 last year. And that's what, that's what's done us really well and that's what's good about our gm i'm not gonna say that's the player's fault 100 percent the player's fault no yeah that's gonna be how you mesh with everybody because yes so that's the thing you put the team together yeah so locker room environment like that's a big thing for a player it's like yeah i can i can mesh with these guys these guys are making it making the sport easy again so i'm pulling up this dude's stats he's some russian kid from can't tell you how to say his name he has played five games, and he has seven points for Vegas. And he got brought in because of injury. They're like, well, we need somebody. Let's just say when the playoffs roll around, he probably just earned himself a big-ass contract somewhere. Dang, right, that's baby. like – I mean, this nobody, this 20-year-old <clears throat> kid just came in and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do what you need me to do. And he's doing it. Now he's about to play in the, in the playoffs. And five NHL games total at the end of the season, and he's producing. No other sport does it. No. It's good. All right, Garrett, what do you got? Anything? Questions, comments? It's a lot. So far? There can't be any concerns, I know. No. It's, what's, the, it's, what's the most enticing part that you've heard so far? Like, you're like, oh, man, that's pretty sweet. Well, obviously the fighting. I mean, that's got to yeah, be. Yeah, 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 true, true. The so, besides, besides, uh, that, besides that. So, with what? It sounds like I need to go, because like I said in the beginning, I, I'm just from recalling, I believe I've only seen two games in my entire life, and both of them had – I don't – they had brawls in them. There was three or four guys that got in fights or whatever. Yeah. But it was always in between that. There wasn't a whole lot going on, but that's because I was watching it here in Dallas. So, so yeah. I think that's yeah. the the misconception of hockey is that, oh, it's it's boxing on ice, like constantly 20 fights. Well, you're not going to see punches thrown, but, like, you're going to see the hits. You're going to yeah. see the physicality. It's definitely chippy. Yes. Like, they'll kind of grab but each like, other and they'll talk a little trash and like, stuff. Yeah, you'll definitely have your boring games over your yeah. fun games compared to physical but that's the thing is like us telling you about the sport like it might be boring like it but if you actually go it is a different ball game and like you could awesome. find a you could find a bad game or you could find a great one and that's the beauty because like 
I would highly recommend taking the voice to the Alan American games because they'll love it. It's oh, I mean, dude, they'll, oh, oh yeah, like glass, like, get them right there by the glass, yeah. man, just have them freaking out. Yeah, sit them right next to the glass, cool and on. like yeah, like they're like they'll love it. And guess what? Yeah. Dad gets a drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was going to the right, right there. Congratulations, yeah. Dad. So like I'd no, rather no, 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 you you need to. I wouldn't even start right now. Because like we can always touch back. Because I think there's only like 12 games left in the season. April 14th is our last game at Vegas, so we'll beat them. We'll take care of business. Do what we need to do. Figure out what's going to happen with the playoffs, <laughs> and then you just need to just wait. And the first playoff game, like like just just, just watch a playoff game from each round. Like if you have time to watch every single one of them, but like watch watch like whoever Seattle or Vegas or the Stars play. And then watch the second round, and then watch the conference finals, and then watch the Stanley Cup. Like it's just a different lay. And, and the good thing about it too is it's it's still chippy. Like you'll see them kind of grab, and you'll see them kind of get pissed off at each other and stuff like that. They play harder, but they play smarter too. Because like if you get a penalty in a playoff game and you play a man down, and then they score, like obviously the stakes are a little bit higher, so they won't do anything like stupid. So it won't get too bush league out there. But like you can tell that the atten- that the intensity is just ramped up a little bit more. Like they'll yeah, still be a little bit chippy, the but they beauty. won't take it too far. That's the beauty. So like in football, let's say let's say the Super Bowl for instance, that that penalty at the end of the game, that that holding or pass interference, whatever Philadelphia yeah. was called yep. on. Like yeah, like yeah, we still got a little bit of time. No worries. Well, in in hockey, you're taking a person away for two minutes. Yeah. So you which, will see which a can, grown which can feel man. Like an eternity. Yeah, you'll see a grown man hang his head in the middle of a game of game one of a Stanley Cup playoff game. Yeah. Like, I just took a body like, away for two minutes. Do? Yes. Yeah. That two minutes could make or break you because hockey, a lot like basketball and baseball, the, the momentum can change, and it ain't coming back your way until it comes your way. Like football, no. the offense can score. Well, guess what? The offense is going to go down and score. Like momentum can change with the – snap of a finger hockey i mean it can change but it ain't going to change quickly no yeah it takes, and that's it the takes scary a part what can be done dude i i uh so if you're not already won over garrett and i know you say you're going to be a Dallas stars fan but when you cheer for an organization that's a pretty tall tale sign of what the future is going to look like you look at the first year the second year you might as well look from the 24th year to the 25th year right so, I mean, why would I show the Seattle Kraken just for those random years? Well, I just so happen to have about 75 tabs pulled up. That if you go to the first season, 2017 and 18, for the Las Vegas Knights. Hey, what did I tell you, man? Holy it's Vegas. Cow. <laughs> hey, fifth, if you're going to say it, say you're right. Okay, so the Las Vegas Knights, <laughs> the Las Vegas Knights. I mean, fifth in the league, Garrett. Look at that. They played 82 games. I mean, we're looking at 51 wins and 109. When you get over 100 so, points, at the hang on, it, that's that's impressive. I mean, yeah. plus 44 differential. First year. We're living, li- so we're living life. Garrett, they first had a year. Five, this is the thing that hurts me as much as it hurts Justin. Vegas had a 501 odds of success. Yeah. Listen well, to this. I was going to put down out of arrogance because, like I said, I like to talk shit. So, I predicted the Vegas Golden Knights were going to play the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you know why I picked the Washington Capitals? Because that's the rival of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's let's piss some people off. Well, guess what happens? The Las or for God, the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> God, the Vegas Golden Knights 
play the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals. I was going to place down a $100 bet that that was going to be the matchup. I could have had $100,000 sitting with me today if I just wasn't lazy well, and placed it'd, a bet it'd be long on my phone. You would have put it there. Oh, yeah, cocaine and hookers for sure. <laughs> so that's a that's a, a story that I still give them a lot of crap for. So like me, Garrett, if I'm looking for a team to cheer on, I'm looking at stats, baby. How you perform from year one to year two is your destiny. And if you cheer for a team that doesn't have a destiny, then you might as well you might as well not even be a fan of one of the most entertaining sports on the entire planet. So, or, you know, if I just randomly bring up. I think up, I want to cheer for a team that Mike Madonna played on. Okay, well, hang on. I'm getting there. Yeah. So, year the two. The Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> year two. Who's the fit? No, the Islanders. That's not the Las Vegas Knights. Care? No, that's not it. Holy cow, they go from five to 16 in year two. 82 games, we only amassed 43 wins and 93 points. Oh, so, no. I will, That's less before, than 109. Before we move on, so Justin, or Justin and Garrett, both of y'all, I don't know if you know this, Justin, year two I was a very, uh, very frustrating year for me because Vegas makes the playoffs. Yeah, they're good. Like, I don't care what you're in. As long as my team makes the playoffs, I'm happy because, like I said, <laughs> two seasons, regular season playoffs, playoffs is a clean slate. Yeah. Well, we played the, uh, the big rival of the San Jose Sharks, which – uh, I hate the shark so much. Luckily, I not say, anymore. Yeah, I don't even watch Shark Week anymore. So, game seven, uh, Vegas is up three zero. Like seven minutes left in the game, Joe Pavelski, which plays for the Stars, which is a he falls. I don't think, I don't think this is. You need be careful. I don't know if the, I don't think this story is going to make it. Yeah. So he he falls, trips, gets hit. He falls head first on the ice, starts bleeding. Well, the official calls a five minute major on Cody Eakin. Which was a big, big thing. The like bullshit call. Let's just say Vegas blew a three zero lead in Game mm. Seven in the third. Mm-hmm. Cost Vegas the round round two. It was so bad that the NHL actually apologized to the organization, suspended every single linesman at that game for the for the ref rest of the playoffs. Okay, I'm glad that they actually co- did something because I so, cannot stand in the NBA when the yes. guy comes out and he's like, "Yeah, man, I hate to say, it, but the refs messed it up." All right, anyway, moving on to the next game. And it's like, so that's the thing. Remember, why so even like the, say that? The, the Saints and Rams, Roger Goodell says, oh, they're human. They make yeah. a mistake. Sorry, no, we messed Gary, up the biggest call Gary, of the game. That was very obvious. Yeah. You can't give the game back to the team that got screwed, but yeah. give them something. So these the officials that got suspended, if I'm not mistaken, were supposed to be the officials for one of the Stanley Cup games, the finals, which they get paid a lot of money to do. Yep. So the league takes an action of – shit that should be taken care of of the officiating part and that's okay. what i liked about the league is like yeah was i pissed off that my team blew a 3-0 lead in the third absolutely but yeah at least at least the nhl acknowledged the screw up and did something about it true that yeah so garrett biggest takeaway you need to get hooked it's a little time consuming but you need to watch what I would call probably the most high-energy entertaining sport that there is in the entire world. It is the NHL playoffs. It is the NHL yes. playoffs. So don't watch a game. I know when you see the Seattle Kraken, you're like, they're making a playoff push. No. One of my best friends is a Seattle Kraken fan. I just I love their colors. I love their logo. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. There's no other team in the entire NHL, but you have to get past those feelings and continue to wait. 
so Garrett, I want you to see something. So I remember at our Friendsgiving, let me grab something for you. At our Friendsgiving, I asked you if you were a Star Wars fan. Do you remember that? Yes. So when me and Harley went to Disney World, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I've seen all the movies. They're good. I wanted to build a lightsaber at Disney World, so I did. This is you see that? Awesome. What does that That's look like? Cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. That, the Las Vegas logo. Yeah, Garrett, be careful because whenever you do make this decision, I know you. I know you claim the stars, and you may have watched some games, but you watch that all the way through, start to finish. You're going to be absolutely hooked. And then we will reconvene towards the end of the playoffs and we'll kind of see part two, how Garrett feels. And we'll get Colin in on this too. Cause I think he's a little, he's kind of on the edge a little bit too. So we'll see if this time next year we can have four guys on this podcast that are absolutely obsessed about where the teams are, what's shaping up and all that so good Mr. stuff. But Mr. Garrett, it's so bad. Like when I looked around this morning and I was tallying, tallying up a rough number of money I've spent on Vegas mm-hmm. here. Do y'all want to take a guess? In six years, do y'all want to take a random guess? Twelve hundred dollars. How many jerseys do you have? I have ten. Whoa! So, <laughs> yeah, so that's. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fourteen hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> What's your guess, Garrett? That's just jerseys by itself. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say you're closer to like the four thousand dollar range. Mister Garrett, you were closer. <laughs> Yeah, so if you have <laughs> 10 jerseys, that's how much you spend on jerseys. So now I actually own every jersey that the players have worn on the ice during a game. And next year, I'm going to move this one up and put the Winter Classic game that me and Mr. Brumcom yeah. will be going to. So oh, I have every wait. patch they've ever worn, every jersey they've ever worn. I have jerseys I'm looking at the closet. I mean, I, I'm looking at this set I bought for this thing just to get these coins of the center ice. Like I'm, I'm addicted, man. Like it's good. Yeah. We will, I, we, will, I, we will reconvene. We will revisit oh, this. Dude. Garrett, welcome to the club. We're glad to have you. I just want you to, I just want you to take in. So, so whenever a team scores, they kind of have their own horn or their own battle yeah. cry or anything like this. So if you decide to go against what will be a, a, a dynasty in the making, I hope you've learned a lot today. And then next time, you're going to be the one that's going to be teaching us. You're going to be telling us some stuff. But I got to roll, boys. So that was fun. I'm glad we Hockey did that. Hockey it is. Hockey it is, man. Hockey forever, brother. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, boys. I'll see you later. All right. I'm going to stop it. Good times, bad times.